Hey folks, welcome to Fanby Daily for Tuesday, July 14th, 2020. I am your host, editor-at-large for fanbyte.com, John Warren, and here are today's top stories in games and entertainment faster than you can listen to Toastarena Night from the Super Mario Odyssey soundtrack three times in a row. That's a good track. You should check it out. Uh, hey, y'all remember Google Stadia? Google does, thankfully. And today they hosted 20 minutes of news and announcements on YouTube for Stadia Connect, so let's go over it, shall we? Uh, we started with Click to Play, the feature touted at the initial announcement from GDC in 2019 that has users click a link to a live game being streamed on YouTube that will open up the game in Stadia instantly. Definitely a cool feature if you're extremely suggestible, and let's face it, I know I am. Uh, you have to be a Stadia Pro subscriber to unlock this feature. Google announced the Stadia Premier Edition, the one that comes with the Chromecast and a controller, is now just $99.99, which is roughly 15% off of what it used to sell for. We mentioned some of the big games you'll be able to play on Stadia this year, like Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Cyberpunk 2077. And maybe the most unexpected news of the show, Super Bomberman R Online, is coming to Stadia first. A trailer gave us a look at the Battle Royale-like gameplay that pits the player against 63 other players in classic Bomberman battles. There will be some cool stream integration that allows players to click into their favorite streamer's game if they have that activated. Asymmetrical multiplayer horror game Dead by Daylight is coming to Stadia in September, bringing Pyramid Head and all of the other rowdy monsters to a platform not really known for its reliability with Twitch-based multiplayer, but hey, maybe there have been some improvements made since the last time I tried to play Destiny. Elder Scrolls Online also got some love regarding the Stonethorn event coming on August 24th. One Hand Clapping is a pretty indie game coming to Stadia first and it appears to be a quirky platformer with a main character who sings the ground to appear underneath. It's an early access now. Uh, we saw some footage of Outriders as well, a game we haven't heard a lot about since it was introduced back at E3 2019, which feels a million years ago, and it still looks like a looter shooter. Uh, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice is getting a Stadia version in the fall, and I want to try to stay positive here, but it is tough to imagine a worse game to play with input lag than a From Software game still. Sekiro is a fanbite favorite, and having it on more platforms is good news. Hitman 3 will make its journey to Stadia in January 2021, and Google also announced more developers it has signed, including Harmonix, though it wasn't said whether or not it, its transcendent freestyle music game Fuser is specifically coming to Stadia. Uh, two multiplayer games kind of rounded out the end of the presentation. One is Outcasters, a lively-looking isometric wizard-based MOBA. I don't know, that's the cleanest way I could describe it. It looks fun and features a lot of character customization, which is nice. Also available to play for free right now for Stadia Pro users, which is not free by the way, is Oryx Must Die 3, the next in a popular uh, tower defense series. Uh, reservations I have for the platform aside, it does appear that Google is still investing in the service, so if the technical issues improve, it looks like there will be some cool games to try out in the near future. Infinity Ward is changing the name of a soldier skin in Call of Duty Modern Warfare and Warzone. Originally called Border War, the skin was changed to Home on the Range because Border War seemed to glorify the police. The description of Border War was, quote, show them the error of their ways and make them pay with D-Day's Border War Operator skin. Yikes. 
Home on the Range switches it up a bit to be more playful without evoking the unbelievably nasty imagery of the original. The skin has not changed aesthetically, meaning it still says police on the chest. Oof. Thanks to Eurogamer for some reporting there. Uh, also, Dragon's Dogma is getting an anime series over at Netflix starting September 17th, which is truly wild considering where the series seemed to be even just five years ago. Now with re-releases and consistent loving discourse, the franchise has gotten second and third looks and is respected for being an outside-the-box entry in high-fantasy open-world games. Uh, who knows about this anime, though? We're on the fence. Uh, what do y'all think? Uh, and finally, some unbelievably sad news with the announcement late last night that Grant Imahara, the roboticist and engineer who made his name on Mythbusters, BattleBots, and White Rabbit Project, died suddenly from a brain aneurysm. His former co-workers and collaborators have pa posted their fond memories of Imahara, who worked for many years at Industrial Light and Magic, where he worked on films such as Galaxy Quest, the Star Wars prequels, and The Matrix Reloaded in Revolutions. Grant Imahara was 49 years old. Uh, that's it for today's show. Join us again tomorrow, and please have a good night. <laughs>